0: Special thanks to all our patrons who support the show every single week. We couldn't do it without you. Head over to patreon.com slash drink podcast and subscribe today for bonus content, exclusive happy hour live chats and more. Patrons, you help keep the run, eat, drink podcast going and we're so grateful for you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash run, podcast. Help support the show by using our Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon for running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just use runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra. It's only one extra click, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you. For your support.
1: Hi, I'm
0: Alan, part of the Runcation Nation. You are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Hope the miles are easy, the food is good, and you hydrate with the beverage of your choice. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country, and after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode two hundred seventy-six of the Run Eat Drink podcast. I'm your host Amy, and I'm
1: your co-host Dana.
0: It's part two. Of our return to the Disneyland races.
1: Yes. And as we're recording this, I feel as if we just got back. But that's, of course, because we just got back from another race that we're going to be talking about (laughs) on the show next week. This week is all about, I think, hmm, how can I say this? Rebuilding.
0: I would like to say that the food and beverage is still. Deller. Yes. And the running is a work in progress.
1: Yes. Whether we're talking about ourselves or the race itself, we've got a lot to talk about in that respect on this week's episode. We're talking about the 2024 Disneyland
0: mm-hmm.
1: half marathon. Yes. If you caught last week's episode, you know that we were talking about the 10K. Mm-hmm. Um this is going to be about day two of that two-day running event, the Dumbo Double Dare.
0: Challenge, which would Challenge, be the 10K right. and the half.
1: And then we've got some absolutely, like you you alluded to, oh, phenomenal food and beverage to bring you. Yes. So I think it's going to be an entertaining episode. If nothing else. There's gonna be a lot to learn. If you're a race director, there's a lot to learn. If you're what? that's right. And if, oh if you're God. a first time half marathoner, okay. tons to learn. If you're a repeating uh, marathon half marathoner, there's some might be some stuff to learn in here. Okay. It's gonna be educational and informative. Sure. And maybe even some somewhat entertaining.
0: Oh.
1: We certainly You're hope gonna so. be
0: entertaining, that's for sure. <laughs> and I would just like to start off with a shout out Oh for we've got some shout outs the the man that you heard at the top of the show, the perfect marathoner for the Walt Disney World Marathon, although we're talking about Disneyland this week mm-hmm. I would like to thank Alan and Grace Young for the food and beverage portions of our show this week,
1: yeah. Alan and Grace, you guys were Absolutely phenomenal hosts. So good. When we get to travel and meet up with listeners, it is so much fun. And Alan and Grace not only gave us recommendations, they were like, no, no, we want to go out with you. And we actually got to partake in food and beverage with them. So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for spending really two days with us. Yes. So we cannot thank you enough
0: mm-hmm.
1: for that. And your recommendations were out of this world.
0: If you would like a shout out for you or for someone else, someone you love on the show, it's February. It's almost Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> running related, food related, beverage related, accomplishment related, email us at info at run, eat, That's info at runeatdrink.net,
1: or... You can give us a call. Call 941-677-2733. Leave us a voicemail. Keep it to about a minute. Hmm. Tell us who you are in that uh, message so that we can shout you out appropriately and we can play that message on the show to help use your voice to make you Runcation Nation famous.
0: Who you are, where you're from, and what your shout-out is... Let us know at 941 677 2733.
1: Should we talk running? We should. Okay. Like we said at the very opening of the show, we're back at Disneyland. We're in the greater metropolitan Anaheim, California area for this week's episode. Yes. And the Disneyland races have been gone for the last seven years.
0: It's hard to believe that long.
1: It really was. Mm. It felt very familiar. But different. But different. And they changed some things. And If you listen to last week's episodes, we're not going to rehash everything that they changed. We'll make mention of some things. Since we experienced them on the Saturday, we already knew what to expect on Sunday. Well, a little bit, yeah. But let's talk about pre-race for a bit. They keep the expo open both days, so...
0: Both on Thursday. Let's just say Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Saturday
1: right. Mm-hmm. No Expo Sunday. Right. So if you needed to pick up something at the very last minute, you'd be able to do. Like we said during last week's episode, this Expo was very small by Disney standards. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this was the best race for you to just throw caution to the wind and say, I'll get whatever I need at the Expo. I'm going to
0: check all my luggage, all of my important running gear, and just hope that my luggage doesn't get lost.
1: Yeah, this would not have been the best race to do that, at. I, no. I don't think. Not as many options for clothing, Not, I don't recall any options for shoes. Only Ooh. one vendor for nutrition. They had a great selection, but, yes. but only one vendor for nutrition.
0: That's true. I didn't see, did we
1: miss the shoes? I don't think we did. I don't think <gasps> we did. Like I said, this was a much smaller expo yeah, than we would normally see. You certainly hey. have the option. We did not have to go back to the expo for anything. So no. we were lucky in that respect. That morning.
0: We knew where we were going. time. I'm, let's just say.
1: <laughs> if you listen to last week's episode, you know we, we were relying on seven-year-old in, Intel.
0: Intel. We showed up. We're,
1: we start I, walking I, towards I, where the start line used to be. Had and we not
0: run into some... Runners going the opposite direction. <laughs> we would have been.
1: Standing in the middle of a Disneyland parking lot going, where the hell is everyone? <laughs> so we knew where to go this time. That's and, fair. And we headed over. And again, the, the hotel we were staying at was the Hilton Anaheim. Yes. Um, which, as far as hotels in that area go, I think it's a really good option for people. I do too. Now that's just being generally in the area. If you're looking for closest to walk to the dis- walking distance to the new start and finish line may not be your best choice.
0: Assuming they're going to keep it there. Uh,
1: and there's no way to tell. Right. So <laughs> we walked over in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. yes, this morning it. we noticed that they did make some last minute changes. As we were heading over, we saw that they greatly expanded the security checkpoint that was good they went from i think what was it 3 look like 3 or 4 yeah. to 8 metal detectors and yeah that they seemed to have it together a little bit better on day 2
0: yeah that's a fair assessment however we so we got through security in a Fairly quickly, yeah,
1: I would. say. Yeah, I thought so.
0: The setup of the corrals was somewhat similar to the ten k. Yes, and again, there was no audio in the
1: back. That was that was, I th- I think a, a swing and a miss there, and because those rear corrals <laughs> were easily. A quarter mile straight distance from the start.
0: So we didn't hear a whole lot.
1: Not at all. You could barely, you could see it off in the distance. There was, the audio was not carrying that far back.
0: No, no.
1: Now we got through security fairly quickly. Yes. Not everybody did.
0: Not everybody did. We noticed that it was 529, 530. And there was really no movement usually will start to move when the earlier corrals get released or the waves begin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and we i was it a good twenty minutes,
1: closer to thirty minutes, yeah, delayed start,
0: and there was really nobody walking back to let us know what was happening or any kind of announcement and clearly if there was one, we couldn't hear it, couldn't hear it. because we didn't have an audio set up in the back.
1: There was a lot of conversation within our own corral. People were speculating and theorizing what's going on. Why is this taking so long? Oh, it appears that security's taking forever. I think that they got crushed there at the end towards the end and Unlike the day before, where they basically just threw up their hands and said, screw it, let everybody come on in.
0: You don't think that happened? I don't know. There's no way to tell. There's no way to
1: tell, but it's certainly, because of the delay, I'm inclined to think not. Yeah. But I couldn't say for 100% certainty. That said, um, yeah, about a 30-minute delay. And then all of a sudden, we did finally start to move. I don't really know what happened at the point when we finally made our way up to the area where the announcer is Carissa's mm-hmm. up there and right. and all that. But I did not get the impression that the later corrals were released in waves. Did you?
0: If they I don't were. I Corral they were, G was. I think they were bigger.
1: Must Even have been much were. bigger.
0: I don't know. But it just, mm, the whole morning fell off. Yeah. To me. And it's not that it wasn't, there wasn't excitement in the air and people were in costumes and excited. And, mm-hmm. and we all were. Uh, absolutely. We all were. But there was just something d- unusual.
1: I think when you have a delay and you don't have a Like a reasonable explanation that's provided to you, then that kind of starts making you think something's wrong, and you worry. You worry, and it creeps in. Yeah. Race directors, run Disney, if you're listening, you know. Remember, the folks back in the back really need to know what's going on as much as the people up front. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But once you get up there, Carissa's up there. They get the big display going. One thing that we noticed—I don't know if we mentioned it on the last episode. There were no fireworks at the start line this time. No. At all. Mm -mm. And
0: I don't know why. I don't know if there's some inside info that somebody else out there in the Runcation Nation knows
1: why. Alan, we're talking to you. If
0: you know, (laughs) let us know. We're not really sure. But I missed it. Yeah. I missed the
1: fireworks. Having that, I think, is a nice touch. Mm -hmm. Just something that you noticed. Yeah. We get up there. And then we're as we're moving, we're I'm expecting us to be stopped, stop, and then there's going to be this big build. There wasn't. Again, I felt like they were playing catch up with Mm -hmm. time. Probably, I don't think. And I again, if there's other runners out there who were a little
0: totally wrong,
1: middle corral, and they know a little bit better, or you know something. I just got the impression that they were like we're going to let corral. We were corral G. We were the very last corral, final corral, and we weren't in the back of that corral by any stretch we were front half like closer to the front than the than the back mm. towards the middle and they just had us go <laughs> and oh okay uh. this is happening let's talk about course and strategy a little bit okay course starts and finishes off the property yes just like the 10k
0: Yes, I, I really enjoy the park time that we have on the race course mm-hmm. proper. I love running in those parks. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful, especially as the sun comes up or as you're still there and, and the sun is not quite up and, and everything is illuminated almost like it's at night. Which
1: one's your favorite? Which park?
0: California Adventure.
1: Yeah. I I love the look of... um. Pixar Pier, yeah, when it's all illuminated, and I, I just think it's beautiful. They uh-huh. did such a nice job with that uh, refresh that they. The did whole there. thing is gorgeous, and then Cars Land also.
0: <gasps> I love Cars Land. <laughs> I like, need to spend. We need to spend more time in Cars Land. <laughs> it
1: is really <laughs> nah. The Imagineering that they did there is just absolutely fantastic. And one thing that I, I think that's a it's a nice point of contrast. That there's a big difference between running in Disneyland and Disney World, and we've run in both.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And out there, you get you get Disneyland and you get California Adventure. Yes, they're adjacent to each other. They're you're literally just running right through the little common area Mm -hmm. uh, between the two to get to
0: one from the other.
1: Yeah, that is super cool. In Orlando, you've got to get on basically the highway.
0: Yeah, Osceola. osceola
1: parkway or world drive something it's a long stretch typically to get from one to the other and that's when they have to drop in a lot of things along the race course djs and character stops and and also gives them an
0: opportunity though to put in well spaced out water and hydration
1: stops yes We're going to talk about those in just a second. Again, you start off the property, you you go in. They had made some course correction initially with right before you get to mile one. There was that section where once you turned in off of Catella and then you made the first right to go in sort of the back area of of California Adventure on the 10K, it was pitch black. It was very dark. People were using cell phone flashes, Mm flashlights to see they had... Decided, or they heard the feedback and they put additional lighting out there. And I, which was good, kudos to them for doing yeah. that for safety. Yeah.
0: So that the first part of the half, I think w- it was very similar to the 10K.
1: Yes. <laughs> Do we want to mention at this point, like where we started seeing some of the logistical issues? Yeah. Because you alluded to it. Yeah. We get there mile 1 had a right around mile 1 there was the first water stop. Mm-hmm. I first noticed that they did not have water at half of it. They, they were one, still setting one up. One side was not I think. prepared at all.
0: And they told us to go to the go to
1: the left.
0: opposite side where they actually had some set up, some. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So that was at mile one. And then again at mile three, this is now in, I want to say frontier land.
0: I don't know. I can't remember where it was. I can just remember that
1: it was just very narrow. Yeah, it narrows to about maybe 20 20 to 25 feet wide. And that was where they decided to set up a water stop. Mm. That in and of itself, I, I think, is a questionable choice. But then the problem came when the water stop was not ready. And this became a recurring theme at, I, th- I want to say, all of the water stops wow. throughout the day. Yeah. They weren't ready. And at mile three, it came to a dead stop. Yes. For me.
0: Yes. Same. And I was a
1: little bit ahead of you. Yes. And when I say dead stop for several minutes, we were all just standing around, going, "What is going on?" Nobody, again, nobody knew. There, they didn't have any sort of crowd control person with a, a megaphone letting you know what was happening, or they right. didn't have pre-recorded messaging like you get at the Disney World races a lot that will say, "Caution, runner, speed bumps ahead," or whatever so- the the, uh, the necessary message du jour might be. Mm. And I remember I texted you that we were at a dead stop. So several minutes. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Finally get through and then try to recreate the space that you might have created for yourself getting away from balloon ladies. Like, this is awkward. (laughs) And then throughout the race, the, the recurring issue was that the water stops appeared to not ever get caught up.
0: Yeah. Most and, of
1: them were pouring and yeah. handing. There was never a, a, a table I went to that had water prepped.
0: They were nice people.
1: Absolutely, I, very
0: don't, nice. I just don't
1: know that they were given enough time to get out there ahead of the ra- the runners. That's maybe what maybe it felt that's like. what it was. I don't maybe. know. Hard to say. Yeah, but the volunteers are always phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. Very positive, very encouraging. Just not just could never get a flow or get ahead or stay on top of the just didn't have a flow, didn't have a cadence. Mm-mm. So it's, and, and so that's hard. Yeah. And I'm sure it was hard on them. Oh, without
1: a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I know that some of the runners were less than cheerful yeah. and you got to remember it's not the volunteers fault when they're out there to help. Yeah. So, that was tough and, and took away a little bit of the magic there. Yeah. But we persevered and uh, continued on. Now, what was your race strategy during the, the course itself?
0: I, I had talked to Jeff and he had said, just walk as much as you can to warm up in the early miles mm-hmm. and then do 530. 30.
1: 530, so a 1 to 6 ratio. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. But I, after that whole bottleneck at mile 3, I could never make up the distance between me and the balloon ladies. I made it outside the park. mm mm-hmm. um, So I made it to, what was that, mile 5 and then the exit to the park. hmm Right? And... And the balloon ladies were just right there with me the, the entire rest of the way that I could actually keep up with them. I could only keep up with them until long about mile six, seven. It just, I never found my groove in the back half of that race when we got out on the roads. And, and I ended up getting picked up at mile eight.
1: So you were done at mile eight. Mm-hmm. And at that point after mile five, that's where the race turns to city streets. Yes. What give me your thoughts and impressions about the, the course from like miles five to eight. What were you, what, what'd you think?
0: It was the city streets. It was the city streets. And I will tell you that the highlight of my race experience Would be running into Craig on the course. Mm -hmm. And he was just amazing. He had a torn meniscus and he was out there doing it. And we were together for much of that time on the road Mm -hmm. until about mile seven when he said, I just, it's too, yeah, I too much, it's too painful, I'm done. But he was always positive and very, it was just nice to have a fellow runner who was real and who was just genuine and supportive. Yeah. Just, he was wonderful.
1: Shout out to Craig.
0: And fellow coffee lover. You gotta, it's, (laughs) he's good people. Good people. And I, it was just city streets, lots of city streets. So you go from sensory overload and beautiful course and cast members cheering for you to we're on the city streets, crickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I would say. And the people. The people who picked us up in the van and transported us back to the finish, they were so nice, so wonderful people. They, they always are concerned about your welfare. Oh, yeah. And that was, they were just really kind people. But, yeah, it just was not my day. And I don't know, you're going to have to tell our listeners since you finished. Mm-hmm. What I missed on the course? Uh,
1: we've done a couple of different races out there. We've done the Avengers superheroes half marathons. Mm-hmm. We've done the Star Wars Light Side out there. Um, yes, and we have had the benefit of running several courses that involve surface streets outside of the park. Anytime you're going to get past the ten k. They're going to have to use some surface streets to to create that distance for you. Some courses are better than others. Yeah. We've done courses that took us along dry riverbed. Yes. We have done courses that take us through Angel Stadium with your face up on the Jumbotron. So this one here, interestingly enough, what you said, c- city streets and then crickets.
0: Hmm.
1: They're... They took us through streets and I see why they did it. As a you know, I, I put on my professional public safety hat. I see why they chose some of the streets that they did. Very easy traffic control, probably some less traveled areas on a Sunday that would be a little easier to manage with fewer police mm-hmm. and cause the least amount of disruption. That said, there were some stretches really from about once you left the park till about mile 10, where it wasn't very scenic. Mm -hmm. You just had industrial park, old or older strip malls. There wasn't a lot to look at. In those areas, you had some crowd support, but not as much as in previous years, and I miss things like a big turnout from, let's say, the 501st Legion out there. That's that's a Star Wars fan group of people who like to cosplay of Star Wars, and they tend to show up for the Star Wars races. <laughs> they show, but they're very big on charity, and yes. they're, it's an amazing organization. If you've got a local chapter and you're into Star Wars, look them up. But the, there were a couple out there, mm-hmm. like, I think, I, and I took pictures with them, but yeah, serious? that's what they were. And they had signs that said, <laughs> bring back Star Wars races. That was great. Um, but that was, it, it was so small by comparison. Mm. Um there was a the time that we did the that we did the superheroes half mm-hmm. and you had World War II era Peggy Carters and you had Aww. a bunch of Marvel heroes then you had all the swing dancers out there in World War II period costumes swing mm. dancing on a floor that they brought yes that was really cool they had a small car club show up at one point which was great again love seeing the cars love the folks that were there but it, It wasn't, it definitely is a rebuilding year, I think.
0: You were looking for more.
1: I was, again, we've been spoiled going out there and experiencing more, and it didn't happen. We, so really from like mile seven, eight, seven, eight, nine, not a lot to look at. When she got towards like mile 10, there was a, a segment where we ran by Angel Stadium, but we didn't run through it there's a segment where we ran by the Anaheim ducks arena Uh and through the parking lot. And they had big inflatable hockey players out in the parking lot. So you had something to look at there, but they would route you through the parking lots of both of these venues. um, And that was really about it. You had some of the cheerleaders there from the ducks. That was very nice. Um, And then they routed us down from like mile, I want to say it was mile 11 to 12. We were along that riverbed. Uh Now in the years since we first did the race course, they appear to have greatly improved that. And that's now a linear park. Oh. So you have a nice mixed use path there that's well paved as opposed to what we initially ran on years ago, which was uneven pavement that had been put out there and was more of an, like a, foot access path, but not really meant <laughs> yeah. to be run on. Yeah. Oh. So that was okay. And then we ended up coming off of that path to like out near a mass transit station, like a transfer station for the buses. Oh. And then back onto surface streets for the last mile and a half to the end of the race course. Again, nothing terribly scenic. Mm. Not that at that point, though, there was a little bit more crowd support, which was nice. That's good, yeah. Because you got, yeah, I think you got closer to the hotels. Maybe it was family of other runners. There were some local folks that came out there. One thing that I will say, they did seem to have a lot of medical support along the course. Good, uh, I ended up taking advantage of it a couple of times just for blisters, so that worked out very nicely. There were a couple of people I saw on the course go out on a medical out, one really bad fall, and then somebody else who was just having a really tough time, I think, managing their hydration. You hate seeing those. Yes. You really do, especially when somebody gets like seriously injured and there's blood and everything. So it was like, oof. That was rough. Mile 12 to 13. Basically it was kind of a straight-ish shot. It took us right back down the road where we were staged initially in the morning. I literally ran through the section of road where we were standing in our corral. And then you hang a right turn into the Disney parking lot where they have the, the finish line set up and boom, there you are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was it. I <sighs> hated not having you on the course. I, I understand it's not always your day. You're Whether your knee or when you can't get a groove, it's hard. I didn't get a groove, really. I just slogged that one out. It was ugly. I was doing 555s and 1050s for my intervals. And I was just, I had not gotten up to more than (laughs) in the previous several weeks. I hadn't gotten more to, I think, more than five miles Uh. in a training run. It was bad. I was under for this. I've been, you've heard me talk about it on previous episodes where I've been dealing with something going on with my left Achilles. It's still there. So I'm definitely going to have to get that checked out because that actually impacted me on this past week's race as well. And we'll be talking about that next week. But it was not pretty. <laughs> mm.
0: But you did it.
1: But I did it, yeah, finished that up. I was able to complete it and get my medals for mm-hmm. both the Dumbo Double Dare and the Marathon Weekend medal. And the, the Marathon medal, let's talk about medals and swag a little bit. Okay. We talked about the shirts last week. Shirts were great. Mm-hmm. The medals, though, is really where Disney shines, in my opinion.
0: That is true. Yes. I really, I like the classic design of the half marathon medal. I really do. And I I failed to mention that when I got transported to the finish, I just kept walking the 5 miles that I owed. In the because I couldn't keep pace. Right. But I still wanted to finish the
1: mileage, so I did. And you did your 13.1?
0: Yeah. So the I really like the the, the letter D for Disney, the Disneyland, that font, that, mm-hmm. and the Mickey and Minnie that are like spring loaded onto the metal.
1: Yeah. The, they're in color. And like you said, they're mounted on these springs that gives them a little bit of separation and depth from it's the background. like a 3D background. effect. Yeah. And, and it, this is a great looking metal. The metal itself, the D of Disney, is a brushed or a satin finish. Yeah. And, yeah, you've got the castle in the foreground and then – or the midground and then the Mickey and Minnie in the foreground. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great-looking metal.
0: And I also like the Dumbo Double Dare, which is a spinner, but not in the way that you would think.
1: I didn't even notice it was a spinner initially until we accidentally were messing with it. And I went, oh, look at that.
0: Yeah, it just spins – it, it does the background the spins. The background spins, and then there's Dumbo, and it says the Double Dare Challenge, the Dumbo Double Dare Challenge, nineteen point three miles, <laughs> and I just Dumbo and the facial expression, and just the amount of detail in the and the pastel colors, and just the it was. It, it's like a throwback to classic Disney, so I really like that, and uh, it's well done. Yeah.
1: And as far as the post-race party goes, again, very different here. You know, they only had one kind of photo op set up. There was no beer. No beer. No beer. <laughs> I didn't see any any sort of food or beverage really being offered in the post-race area.
0: You mean other than the banana in the box? Other
1: than the banana in the box. Yeah. Was Water. that it? That's it. A- Yeah, as far as I know, very different. Again, very different than Disney World. Yeah, in that respect.
0: I just I think that they're going to come back and build on this experience.
1: Yeah. So the takeaways from this are, yeah, like we had initially said last week, like you said, it's a building year. (laughs) I agree. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here, but I think that if you're a Disney fan of, or and you're a fan of doing the Disney races. This is a great weekend to go and run. I I would say now that they're back, and if you think that you might enjoy running through Disneyland, you're going to enjoy running through Disneyland. Go do it.
0: They've just introduced that Halloween race, that Halloween half. Yes. At the beginning of September, and that might be interesting.
1: It might be. So. They've got some neat medals that are coming as well. They've posted them on, you can see them on the Run Disney website. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those medals have been announced. I think that there's a lot of positive, but there were some hiccups and those, Mm -hmm. it was like having to start over.
0: Yeah. That's, all in all, I am very happy that we went.
1: Yes. Yes. Nothing that we are saying here should be construed as not recommending trying this race out
0: exactly
1: but we just wanted you to get a full idea of what our experience was and how it compared to people or to previous experiences out there when the races were more established and had been held on the regular
0: yes so i think they're going to come back and they're going to improve and enhance
1: the experience So, so Keep your eyes open for uh, race openings and I registration openings.
0: As of this recording, the club run Disney for that Halloween half opened and was today. And then general is a week from today as we're recording this. There
1: you go. Which is February 6th and uh, February 13th. 6th and 13th. Yeah. So, so keep your eyes open for that. Uh, yeah. We'll have links in the show notes, of yes, course. Yes. And uh, yeah, so that's the race. But mm. all this talk of running
0: man it i'm hungry <laughs> i'm uh, let's talk
1: food let's talk food Ugh. It helps when we talk about eating where the locals eat to be able Ugh. to meet up with some locals.
0: Alan and Grace took us to a place called cafe hero
1: h i r o
0: and it is. It's tucked away in a little mall.
1: Yep. Little a little strip mall restaurant that mm-hmm. if you didn't know it was there you might pass it.
0: And like how far away were we from our hotel? Maybe 15. And 15 minutes? 15 minutes by car. Tops. And apparently you need a reservation. You need a reservation.
1: We got there and the place filled up quick.
0: Oh, I didn't even see any open seats except for the ones that we took when we got there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's just, and, and it's not a tiny little place. There are several tables, but those tables are in high demand because the experience at Cafe Hero in terms of the attention and service, but also... The meal itself makes this place a camp't miss.
1: We loved it, and this spot, as it was explained to us, became a local favorite as many technology companies were opening up in that area.
0: Oh that's true,
1: yeah, and the chef owner. Is doing just absolutely incredible things. And you've got the menu over there. Well, it's described
0: as a blend (laughs) of Japanese and French with a touch of Italian influence. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: That's all. I know that sounds like it's all over the map. And it is all over
0: the map. It is. But it's not.
1: In the most glorious way. Yeah. And there are just some interesting things on the menu, but we ended up getting an option that you can only have if you have four or more people
0: you have to so make just go with four people
1: yes make two friends on the race course mm-hmm. and, and make
0: go. make sure you have a reservation and just do it <laughs> because it's a family style what i don't even know how omakase omakase is how it's uh, i'm so i'm sorry About any mispronunciation, but it's a party of four or more. It's $45 per person, but we were celebrating. We were celebrating the return of the Run Disney races and celebrating the meeting up with members of the Runcation Nation, Mm -hmm. seeing the Avengers Campus. It it was just um, a wonderful weekend of celebration. So this includes three appetizers, salad, two pastas, entrees all around, a risotto, and dessert. And if you leave hungry, it's your own fault.
1: Absolutely.
0: That is all I'm going to say. Because... We had calamari to start. We had the Peking pork bao buns, oh. and we had the calamari, and we had the the salad with the shrimp and, and the citrus vinaigrette. Oh, I just, <coughs> abs- I drooling a little because, oh. So
1: good. So let's start with the appetizers.
0: So the calamari, parmigiano, reggiano, parsley, and black pepper, and those rings were just very delicately breaded. Yes. Delicate.
1: Perfectly Mm. fried. Uh, Absolutely not tough in any way, shape, or form. I mean, melt in your mouth. Nice crunch on, on the very light breading that was there. Just wonderful. Yeah. The bao buns. I I love a bao bun. I think that they're a lot of fun to eat. I think that they, uh, it's basically like a Asian taco almost. It's on a pillow. It's pillowy. It's
0: pillowy, and the pork is like the sliced pork, and then the Asian herb mix and the hoisin.
1: Mmm. Mm! The pork was pull apart tender. Just wonderful. So that good. hoisin sauce gives you a little bit of salty, a little bit of sweet. Um, the spices were perfect, mm-hmm. and yeah, the pork was juicy, which is just incredible. <sighs> oh! And then what was our third appetizer? Well, that was fried chicken.
0: Yes, individual little fried chicken pieces
1: mm-hmm.
0: with miso sauce. Oh, mm.
1: yeah. It was like a. It was like a spicy miso drizzle yeah. thing. Think of it as like chicken tenders is not the right word.
0: No, because they weren't like the like long planks of chicken.
1: No, it was more like nuggets mm-hmm. almost, but not not like pressed nuggets. These were just like, like chunks of wonderful dark meat chicken. Oh, yeah. Good. That spicy miso sauce was killer. And then we had the you talked about the shrimp salad so we had Mm -hmm. basically this nice cool green salad topped with these perfectly cooked hot shrimp
0: yes and it was like a sesame like a citrus dressing yes yeah
1: it's like a citrus vinaigrette Mm -hmm. um again the the shrimp were huge plump perfectly cooked the dressing that was such a nice compliment to the shrimp phenomenal and then this is where we, we got two pastas that were could have been more different if we had tried.
0: Yeah, because we did get pasta with meat sauce.
1: Yes. <laughs> and uh, who knew? And it was wonderful. But I think the star of the, the meal, okay, one of the stars of the meal. Alan kept asking how we felt about uni. Yes. I, I'm like, I'm not opposed to uni. It's not typically something that I seek out. I think you're the same. Even when we go for sushi, you're not really big on uni. No. Um they had an option. One of their pastas is a, a uni pasta.
0: Sea urchin uni spaghetti with toasted seaweed. Oh. Yeah.
1: That right there, that description does not do this dish justice.
0: No. No.
1: There's nothing fishy about that dish.
0: There's a sweetness to it. There's uh, like a creaminess mm-hmm. and a sweetness.
1: And then a, a really earthy umami flavor.
0: And it's not like a tomato sauce. It's There's not a tomato sauce. It's not, it's like a... I,
1: kind of like a brown sauce.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, a white...
0: What? Yeah. It's not...
1: It's its own thing. I can't compare it to white clam sauce. No. I can't compare it to any sort of a red sauce.
0: And it's not like a garlic and olive oil f- situation.
1: No. But it's very rich.
0: Very rich.
1: Incredible flavor. Mm-hmm. Nice and, and you know with the seaweed, you know, give that gives you a little bit of that flavor of the ocean, a little bit of saltiness, mm. but it's it is this was the most unique thing mm-hmm. that I one of the most unique dishes I think we've ever had on the show.
0: Yes. And, and it's so hard to describe, but delicious.
1: Pasta was cooked perfectly al dente. The sauce itself just adhered wonderfully to the pasta. There was no separation where you had watery sauce or oily sauce. The, the flavor is creamy, slightly sweet, a little umami, just perfect. Nothing fishy. Mm. And if you had just handed me this plate and said try it i'd have tried it and i never in a million years would have guessed that it was sea urchin
0: no or i would be thinking gosh is it there's like a is it like a sweet potato situation like or sweet potato
1: mushroom <sighs> pork stock I you, something yeah it's i don't know it, it, this is a tough one and we try to be as descriptive as we can be
0: yeah but i just think you have to have
1: it yeah Without a doubt.
0: You have to have it.
1: Yeah. Then, again, the food kept coming. Yeah. So... So,
0: two pastas.
1: Yeah. The uh, the, meat, the, the, the red sauce that they did, the kind of a traditional meat sauce. sauce. And uh, it was sweeter, mm-hmm. I would say. I Wonderful, though. Mm-hmm. So, I had some really good Italian pasta at the Asian spot that we went I to. I know. <laughs> Just. Um, then, we had a risotto.
0: Yes and it was and you are a big fan of scallops.
1: I am. I scallops are my go-to for seafood. A lot of people love shrimp, a lot of people really go for lobster. I think that if you get really well prepared scallops, you're getting the best bang for your buck. Nice mm. and meaty, sweet delicious this ris- this scallop risotto or mushroom risotto with scallops so you've got the you have the description there
0: oh the mushroom with I, it, it just says on the risotto
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just I mean they have a, a roasted Chilean sea bass with mushroom risotto then they have the seared scallop with mushroom which is risotto. What we have. With citrus yuzu sauce. Yeah. That is their description.
1: The. the
0: they also have duck breast with mushroom risotto, ginger scallion miso sauce. So, sorry. No, sorry. It's okay.
1: The mushroom risotto, a, a well-cooked risotto is so creamy and hearty and, um, and just wonderful. And I mean, it
0: almost looks in a photo like an oatmeal.
1: Yeah, but it's not. No, and typically a properly prepared risotto won't have any cream in it. The the creaminess that you're getting is from the slow cooking and the repeated adding of your stock to your risotto or rice and then stirring and waiting for it to absorb. And it's releasing so much of the starch from the risotto itself. Mm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we had steak
1: we did we
0: had steak in the entrees that was our entree yeah and it was sliced yes yeah,
1: they did a very well prepared new york strip for us oh.
0: and there were potatoes like a scalloped kind of potatoes and the and like a It's like the consistency of soy sauce, but it was not soy sauce. The sauce they had on the side.
1: Their steak sauce. Their steak
0: sauce. But it was tender and juicy and flavorful and just – and by this time, you've had – the meal is huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge and so delicious. Everything. Everything.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Then it's time for dessert. Oh. oh. They do a absolutely life-changing bread pudding. Yes. That they and, make out of croissants.
0: And Grace said, you've got to try the caramel sauce because it's not your typical caramel sauce. Because she said caramel and I was like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I love, but it was a different kind of darker caramel sauce.
1: This was a, uh, a bitter caramel.
0: Yeah, not as sweet.
1: It, it definitely had a a more subdued sweetness, and then mm-hmm. it had a little bitter note at the end. Yeah. But it was phenomenal. But the bread pudding that they do has this perfect, almost custard-like consistency. Yes, that is just so warm and welcoming and flavorful and just incredible. And I would never in a million years would have thought to make bread pudding with a croissant. What a great idea. It makes total sense because the croissant is just enough butter to hold all the flour and salt together.
0: If you can make bread pudding out of a Krispy Kreme donut, Mm -hmm. can you just, uh, I just, The flakiness and the butteriness of the croissant is just out of this world.
1: Carries through. And then when you've got all that liquid in there and it absorbs in and that becomes the custardy center. (laughs) It's ridiculous.
0: The whole meal was wonderful. And I just, I cannot thank them enough for introducing us to this place. We yeah. never would have found it otherwise.
1: No, it, it, it's always wonderful to hear from the locals where, where to go. Yeah. And we might have found it. We might have found it. Well, maybe, but but, but
0: so much easier. It's off
1: our beaten path. <laughs> yeah. And getting the tea from the locals is the, the way to go. Yeah. Cafe Hero. We have a link to their Facebook page in the show notes, which is facebook.com slash Cyprus. Yes. And we cannot recommend them highly enough. This is one of the best meals I think that we have ever covered on the show. Get a couple of friends. Do that omakase family style meal. Yes. It's absolutely out of this world.
0: Let's just do it again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry. (laughs) Well, Well...
0: You know, it would be the perfect place to to go in a foursome for Valentine's Day. Where? To Cafe Hero. Oh, yeah. It would be the perfect place. Oh, I thought you you were were asking
1: me. Where would be the perfect place to go?
0: If you were out there. Yeah. If you were out there. And then would come, what would you get as a gift? What would be a thoughtful and lovely gift? And I was thinking about, I was thinking about, what has helped us over the last few months the most. Mm-hmm. And I think a perfect gift would be a subscription to magic mind.
1: I would love that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's a good thing.
0: Good. It's a good <laughs> thing because it's a gift that just keeps on giving in terms of a little productivity can go long. A little productivity shot can go a long way without having a negative impact on sleep and not giving you the jitters and allowing you to enjoy your coffee as well.
1: Oh, exactly. I think it, it, they complement each other nicely. I'm a big believer because number one, it's got ingredients like ashwagandha, mm. matcha, green tea, it's got cordyceps, it's got lion's mane. These are all things that have been shown to have tremendous benefits when it comes to things like relaxation and mm. focus without giving you all that caffeine to just uh, get you jittery and anxious. And if you're looking for something to help you increase your productivity, going with the world's first productivity shots what I'm talking about.
0: It's Magic Mind. And what's really great is if you go to magicmind.com slash run eat drink and you use the code RUNEATDRINK20, you can get 56% off your first subscription or 20% off your one-time
1: purchase. That's run eat drink 20 is the offer code. It also works. If you're already a subscriber, let lets you save on your next subscription payment.
0: So go to magicmindcom slash run eat drink and use the code run eat drink 20 to try it out today. I think everybody in the runcation nation could benefit from it. And we just want to thank everybody at magic mind for sponsoring this week's show.
1: Now, you drink that shot, but that's not the drink we're going to be talking about on this week's show.
0: You can have it and have your
1: coffee, too. I don't have to choose. That's right. You don't. And it's a good thing because this week we are talking about coffee.
0: I love it. And it's not that we didn't have an indulgent beverage. I didn't know that there was sparkling sake. At and that we got to experience at Cafe Hero. We did. Which was great. But Alan and Grace also had a fantastic recommendation. They had recommendations we didn't even get to that we have to put on the list for when we go back out there. True. But they had a couple of fantastic coffee recommendations. And this place was, I don't know, 10 minutes away from our hotel. If that. If that and it was called fills with a z coffee
1: yeah and this is uh, a local chain yes that is doing really crafted handmade coffee drinks to order oh and we had just the most wonderful morning going there and having a cup of coffee and we decided to record our experience, yeah. right there in the in Phil's Coffee in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. as we were cute
0: little neighborhood
1: enjoying our, our beverage there. And I think that you guys are going to enjoy this. So, uh, without further ado, here's me and Amy talking about our experience at Phil's <laughs> <laughs>
0: Coffee. Yay! Hey, Runcation Nation, we are at Phil's Coffee here in California on the Disneyland half marathon weekend
1: yeah I don't know if we're in Anaheim proper, proper still we're we're just maybe five minutes from the hotel that we're staying at which is the the uh, Hilton Anaheim right across from Disneyland but uh, the neighborhood that we're in this is such a cute little place where I know tiny little houses and then there's the intersection that we're at looks like uh, like a artsy district almost, and it's got some nice restaurants and little shops, and this Mm. is just adorable.
0: I think you could just start Mm. with a coffee here.
1: And just walk.
0: Yeah, and just walk and see, you know, where the, where all the cute little spots are. Yeah, It's It's a little friendly neighborhood, and Phil's Coffee, this, I have to say, is a recommendation from a member of the runcation nation that would be alan young a perfect walt disney world marathoner
1: yes and also a native we're in his territory we
0: are so we asked we want to know where the locals go
1: exactly you the locals know where the best spots are
0: exactly and
1: perfect I, perfect. I, I have to say in the what would, would have been here 10 minutes maybe in that time I think that he might have steered us right now Uh-oh. when you yeah. when you look at this place it immediately to me looks like it's very open the front of the building mm-hmm. has what looks rolled away doors Now I don't know if they actually roll away or not that they would,
0: look like they could.
1: Yeah, it looks like almost like roll away garage doors, but they're made out of glass.
0: Yeah, it's like a window pane situation.
1: I and think they do looking at the doors and yes, they do. Yeah? I, I can see it now. I would So when the weather's perfect, I bet they open this wide,
0: which is lovely. And they're seating both inside and outside. And there are high top tables and low top tables. There are places to connect to your devices if you're working.
1: Yeah, and they have almost like two seating areas. One is for the grab-and-go folks. They have a designated section for Uber Eats and- DoorDash pickup. DoorDash, exactly. And then this long communal bench where if you want to sit and wait for your coffee, and I say sit and wait for your coffee because one thing that you'll not see when you step foot in here that I noticed, is a coffee machine. There's no brewer.
0: Everything is made to order, and you noticed that it was pour-over.
1: Pour-over coffees. Now, we'll have to take a look for what, if they make espresso-style drinks. I don't think they do, based on what I was looking at the menu. Mm. They don't have a cafe latte on the menu, but they've got their own take on it, which is a brewed coffee with milk and honey
0: ah yes so see you're the one that's been to coffee school coffee college
1: yes so in a former life i was a barista
0: in college you are the one that i rely on for the coffee expertise what what is pour over
1: uh, Pour-over is a slower brewing method, and if it's done, it really does a nice job of getting all of the CO2 out of your ground beans, and which reduces your tasted acidity in the cup. It also gives you the maximum extraction without over-extracting your beans and you getting a residual bitterness that maybe isn't supposed to be there. It, now, a lot of places will do it. They will do it as a a special request or for a nominal fee, an upcharge, because it's more time consuming. It takes, you have to bloom the coffee grounds with water initially, which is that initial soak and let the CO2 bubble out. And then you're just adding water, adding water, adding water. Mm. It's not a way to really turn out a ton of coffees really fast.
0: Yet, when I look at this place, the entire parking lot is Mobile order pickup?
1: Mobile order only. In terms only. of parking. Yeah, they've got...
0: So you have to find a place on the street to park s- around.
1: they got eight parking spaces and they're all for mobile pickup. Everything yeah. else is street parking.
0: And they have an app where you can order ahead.
1: Which we do not have.
0: No, we didn't download it. We just came to explore. Yes. And indulge in ca- caffeine. We are, we are
1: indulging in caffeine because this morning Yay. we ran the Disneyland 10K. Mm-hmm. That was a 2 a.m. wake up. We're still on East Coast time. <laughs> so you that. you were still s- sleeping a little while I was doing yoga. Oh, yeah. I slept through your yoga routine. I have yeah. no reason for me to get up.
0: What? You don't want to do yoga with me, huh?
1: Not at 2 o'clock in the morning, I yeah, don't know. No,
0: that's fair. <laughs> fair.
1: But we, we're still on East Coast time, so that helps yeah, a little bit. It does. But right around now, which it's only, as we're recording this, 10.30 in the morning. Local time. That's 1.30 our time. Yes. I'm ready for my afternoon coffee.
0: You're ready for your afternoon coffee.
1: And this is perfect. Yes. So we ended up starting with a couple of their house blends. and They do do blends of beans. And I love that because that really tells me they're not just buying whatever a local purveyor of coffee is wanting to sell. Mm -hmm. They are taking the time to select beans, combine them for different flavor notes they're looking for. And give you a final product that's unique.
0: And I like how their menu is set up to promote that, to display that.
1: It's front and center.
0: You have uh, categories like dark and bold, medium and balanced, or light and bright.
1: And they do have a couple of options on their menu, I noticed, that do have flavoring added, but they seem to be very judicious about it. For instance, they have a Turkish coffee that's available. Turkish coffee is typically not filtered. It's uh, very finely powdered and it's boiled. Ooh. And you'll throw a cardamom seed into this small pot that, that you're cooking or you're, you're making your coffee in. Mm-hmm. So that cardamom flavor is very strong. Their Turkish coffee, they add cardamom.
0: Oh, so okay. So
1: really nice touch there. But that's okay. not what I got. What did you get? Uh, I picked a, a coffee off of their light and bright section of their menu and I
0: thought you were gonna go dark and bold
1: I, I almost did because again that that would have been a, a good option for getting that Turkish varietal and I may still before we leave mm. so there may be some bonus content coming um, but I wanted to go with a, a black coffee yes. one of their specialties and see what I was in for and am I gonna get a really good coffee experience and uh, the one that I picked is called Ambrosia and they call it coffee of the gods mm. and their tasting notes for this are milk chocolate, dried berry, and almond. Mm-hmm. I got a large cause that's how I roll. Of course. And the light and bright is absolutely perfect. This coffee light body, nice flavor. This has those notes that they talk about are really more like after you swallow.
0: Ah um, and, and exhale. Kind of exhale
1: in the nose of the coffee. <clears throat> yes. This is a perfect morning cup of coffee here. This is for somebody I think that if you like you like lighter bodied coffee, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of milk in it. This would be a really good option. Mm-hmm. Too much milk would probably overpower it or drown and it out.
0: And you would taste the milk in less the milk. than notes
1: but this is just a hint of milk but also good black oh it's very good black this Mm -hmm. is super drinkable not terribly acidic there's a little tannins on the end on your tongue so it feels like dry like white like like you've had a red Red wine. wine yeah that is to me just a great cup of coffee
0: i have to say mine is flavorful too i went in the medium and balanced category you stole
1: mine i was so gonna get this one
0: it's called Silken Splendor, and the notes on it are toffee, chocolate, and citrus.
1: And see, that appealed to... I knew, I knew the toffee was going to... Appeal to me. It was going to appeal right? to you. Yeah. I knew that. I love the combination of chocolate and citrus.
0: Oh, like orange and chocolate. Orange and you chocolate. see a lot. It's
1: perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious. What do you think of that?
0: I really like it. I i got the chocolate notes right away. Okay. Yeah. I got the chocolate notes right away. I think the toffee might be highlighted if you add milk or cream to this. And then I think the citrus notes just punch up that chocolate note.
1: Toffee notes will pop in coffee. Usually during the roasting process, it's usually because you're going with a medium roast mm-hmm. because you're not burning the hell out of the bean and Ooh. you're leaving some of the residual sugar behind. So as you add heat to that sugar, it browns and it starts to give you those flavors like brown sugar, toffee, ah,
0: that type of thing. Okay. So
1: that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, I feel both of those, the toffee and the, and the citrus are, and it's not, a, I'm not saying it's sweet because I'm having it black. Mm-hmm. I'm having it black, just like you.
1: Sweetness, when you talk about sweetness and coffee tasting though, it's not sweet like sugary sweet. It, it's almost just little hints of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not, it's not bitter. It's not a, acidic.
1: It's like they know what they're doing with that pour over method.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think that a place... And I'm place, having it hot. I'm having it hot. Although, you could have it ice.
1: Yeah, we'll have to do a little research to see. If Phil's has the look and polish of a corporate store or even... They a,
0: have multiple locations.
1: Okay. I was going to say, this: the amount of money they put into this location leads me to believe that they probably have multiple locations, mm-hmm. like they're a chain. Mm-hmm. But small... Local or, local, or a regional chain yeah. or a local chain... Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And what I love about a place like this, and I'm gonna say this with the utmost respect for Starbucks because like them or not, Starbucks is responsible for popularizing coffee across the country. And they do know how to make some good drinks at Starbucks. Yes. You may not like the their baseline roast of their coffee, and the big complaint you usually hear from Starbucks drinkers burnt. is that it tastes burnt. Yeah, And you're talking to somebody whose day is fueled by Starbucks every single day. I have a Starbucks every morning. Yeah. But I like a place like this because when you get more creative with the blends of the beans and you don't have a standardized darker roast, you can peak roast the, we, when I used to work for another competitor of, of Starbucks that I, I won't say the name because I don't want to steal any IP, but roasting for peak flavor. Mm-hmm. So it may be a different darkness in one bean versus another.
0: Oh, yeah, because like no, a split roast.
1: Exactly. Like a split roast. It's not the same recipe for every coffee bean. Mm-hmm. And if you, your roast master knows how to do that and you can get the most out of the beans, you're going to get a better cup. This is a really good cup of coffee.
0: Yes, I think both of them are. And I'm interested. I, I, I would say you, you pick your drain cauterized on their menu and then you select the slice. The, the prices are not terrible.
1: No, they're going to be competitive with any high-end coffee I would liken
0: them to, like you said, like Starbucks prices. It's
1: not going to be McCafe, but it's...
0: Not that's a bad thing.
1: Listen, I've I've drank gallons of McCafe, but it's priced more competitively than Starbucks. Right. This is going to be more in line with a Starbucks caribou, Mm -hmm. coffee bean tea leaf, that type of place.
0: Yes. So... I and then you so like I got a medium and that's five thirty five and you got a large which is five seventy five yeah and you can also personalize the they say personalize your cream light medium creamy
1: we also have to the caveat also is pricing in California this area of California also mm-hmm. is a little different regionally mm-hmm. five dollars and, and change for a cup of black coffee in where we're from in Cape Coral this place would would shut down they would never survive. In this area, this demographic, this is... My, it's all
0: about knowing your audience.
1: It's very appropriately priced. And I also, I would say that in... This is what I was talking about. Five dollars and change for a pour-over...
0: Because of the method. Because of the
1: method and the time it takes. You're getting a better product. You're paying a little more for it.
0: Yeah. So, would you come back here... Oh. This was We're
1: coming back tomorrow for morning coffee after the race. I there's Yeah. How there, long did
0: it take us to get here from the Disneyland area? 8 minutes.
1: Just it was 8 minutes driving. from door to door.
0: Driving. Yeah. Driving. So it took
1: me another 4 to find a parking space. So mm-hmm. not bad. And there's plenty of on-street parking literally right up front.
0: It's not I don't think that there are any obstacles to coming and getting a great cup of coffee.
1: No, and like you race. said, they have most they, they have multiple locations, you said.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so we will link to phil's in the show notes
1: yeah we have to and we really do have to thank alan for the recommendation this is such a cute little area we're going to walk around and explore i may have also noticed on our drive in here oh a brewery
0: (gasps) as we passed angel stadium
1: we may have to take a swing back by after they've opened but the, the star of the show this morning is the coffee. We have been drinking hotel room coffee and you guys have heard me talk about hotel room coffee before, it's, it, it can vary. This is way better than hotel room coffee, that's yes. for sure. I, you know, Cheers. Phil's to the rescue, Phils. Alan to the rescue.
0: Yes, thank you, Alan Young, and thank you Phil's coffee. It takes time to craft a cup of coffee the way that they do it there.
1: It does. And I'll tell you, this is not your place to go for I'm in a hurry. Um, You can, but this is not the place that I would recommend for it. You should take time
0: to enjoy it. Yeah,
1: go when you can enjoy your coffee.
0: Take time to enjoy it. Of course, yes, they have an app. You could download it. You could order ahead, whatever. But it was just nice. Post-race to have a, gra- a delicious, well-made cup of coffee and sit out there in some of the most perfect weather.
1: Cute dogs.
0: With cute dogs and just soak up the day with just a flavorful cup of joe. Absolutely. Again, Alan and Grace are winning
1: Absolutely. They are winning. And thank you Alan and Grace. Thank you Phil's Coffee. Yeah. Thank you Cafe Hero and thank all of you for staying tuned for accomplishing, exploring and indulging with us and we're going to bring you even more next week.
0: Very exciting and very close near and dear to our hearts coming next week. Yeah. So stay tuned for that and we hope you'll give Magic Mind a try. Don't forget. It's magicmind.com slash run, eat, drink. And it's run, eat, drink 20 is our code. So give that a try. And thanks to Magic Mind for sponsoring this week's show. And that's a wrap. So thank you for joining us in 2024. Can't believe it's 2024. It's the February. S- the second month of 2024. But thank you for joining us so far on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co host, Dana. Stay safe and well. And we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941 677 2733 or send us an email. At info at RuneatDrink.net. Visit our website at RuneatDrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash Drink Podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.